section sixteen of edmond dantes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org edmond dantes by edmond flag chapter fifteen the unknown nurse when the rumour that m dantes had been taken seriously ill was first circulated throughout paris it caused excitement in every quarter of the city filling the communists and workmen with dismay and greatly elating their opponents in the midst of the excitement a strange lady very plainly attired but whose language and bearing gave unmistakable evidence of refinement and aristocratic associations made her appearance one morning at the office of dr orfila and humbly asked permission to nurse his distinguished patient the physician somewhat surprised at such a request from such a woman immediately grew suspicious and demanded an explanation when the lady informed him that she had known the sick man in his youth and was still deeply interested in his welfare she refused to give her name but solemnly assured the doctor that should he grant her petition m dantes on his recovery would be ready to thank him on bended knees convinced at length that no harm was intended the physician gave his permission and the unknown lady was duly installed as nurse she discharged her duties with unflagging devotion and energy satisfying even the exacting nubian with whom she divided the watch at the bedside of the unconscious deputy dr orfila was delighted while esperance and zuleika were overjoyed on on the sleeper still slumbered on one two three four quarters after eleven tinkled in silvery numbers upon the delicate bell of the clock yet the closed eyelids and fixed lips moved not gave no sign but for the light though regular undulation of the chest life itself might seem to have fled forever yet life was still there how strange the bond which connects vitality with consciousness the body with the soul and yet more strange is that phase of existence in which the one moves on without the other the mind sometimes is all life when the body is dead and oftener still is the body all life when the mind seems gone mind too may frequently act independently not only of the body as in dreams but also of consciousness and of the heart while the body as in somnambulism may act altogether alone on on the slumberer breathed on but he thought not felt not perceived not a revolution an earthquake might heave around him but the convulsive throes of man or of nature would have been as nothing to him the brow would have remained as calm and as cold and the cheek as pale and as still while in all human probability the faithful nubian would have sat as immovable upon his rug at the bedside of his beloved master and have gazed upon him as untiringly with his dark and sleepless eye as the last quarter after eleven sounded followed immediately by the hour of midnight a small door beside the bed noiselessly opened and a female figure in white silently entered the room but not so noiselessly was the entrance effected as to escape the ear of the vigilant ali he glanced hurriedly around then as if familiar with the apparition and anticipating its approach he rose and taking his rug to the further extremity of the chamber again laid himself down like a faithful dog though not now to watch 
meanwhile the lady quietly approaching the bed gazed long and mournfully at the slumberer's pale yet noble visage then kneeling she buried her face in her hands amid the coverings she was probably forty yet in the full and faultless perfection of her form in her graceful and yielding motions in her statuesque bust rounded cheek and night-black hair she would to the casual observer have indicated hardly the half of that age her figure was tall and dignified yet mobile as a willow her eyes were dark and luminous and in their profound depths slept a world of melancholy meaning her hair was simply parted on a broad forehead and was gathered in heavy masses low on the neck her lips were full and red and when parted exhibited teeth of dazzling whiteness while her complexion which was very dark was yet clear and pure as the hue of the magnolia's petal but that face was pale very pale almost as colourless as that of the quiet sleeper at its side and upon it rested an expression of love unutterable mingled with the sadness of death such was the unknown nurse the countess de morcerf as she again was an inmate of that apartment of which she had once under circumstances how different been mistress such was mercedes the catalan of marseilles again at the side of the man whom all her life she had loved with none to gainsay or forbid upon that pale and motionless countenance she gazed long and deeply and oh the world of memory that passed through her mind the world of thought and feeling that centred in that fixed gaze at length clasping her hands upon her forehead her eyes streaming with tears she bowed her face upon the bed from which she had just raised it and long seemed absorbed in prayer roused from this position by some movement of the slumberer she started up and watched him the shaded rays of the dim and distant lamp threw a faint glimmering of light upon the pale countenance but the quick eye of love instantaneously detected a change a slight flush was mounting the cheek and gentle perspiration was distilling upon the brow while a smile played on the mouth suddenly as she gazed those pallid lips moved astonished she listened marseilles beautiful marseilles said the sleeper home of my boyhood home of my heart i come then quickly and sternly came the order let go the anchor furl the sails mate take charge of the ship then the tones changed and a joyful light shot over the face as the lips exclaimed now for my father now for my love mercedes mercedes amazed the fair watcher retained her position and gazed and listened so silently and breathlessly that the quick and audible beatings of her heart might have been numbered mine mine at last continued the dreamer the marriage feast the marriage feast but instantly the expression of the voice and the countenance altered the light of joy was shrouded in clouds arrest arrest me was the exclamation me at my marriage feast a dungeon for me mercedes mercedes my love my wife o oh god it is the chateau d'if despair despair shocked terrified at the terrible energy of these words and the expression of unutterable woe that rested on the countenance of the sleeper the affrighted woman who comprehended but too well the fearful significance of the abrupt and disjointed syllables hastily arose as if to rouse the slumberer from his dream or to call on the nubian for aid 
but before she could carry the purpose into execution the aspect of the deputy's visage again had changed a dark frown settled on the brow a spirit of fixed resolve contracted the firm lip and dilated the nostril and the word vengeance vengeance in whispers scarcely audible but repeatedly and rapidly pronounced was heard a longer silence than before succeeded at length another change swept over the face and the words free free i am free burst from the lips then they murmured treasure untold wondrous wealth diamonds pearls rubies ingots of gold the mad abbe's dream was reality again the countenance darkened fourteen years in a dungeon for no crime a father dead of starvation a bride the bride of the fiend who has done all this and he a peer of france and his friends a millionaire of paris and the procureur du roi vengeance 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 there was a pause and the dreamer exultingly continued it is done the peer of france is a disgraced suicide the procureur du roi is a madman the banker is a bankrupt the dreamer again paused and his countenance once more changed alas alas man is not god vengeance is mine i will repay saith the lord the innocent suffer with the guilty to avenge a wrong has been sacrificed to life and only misery has been the recompense no more no more no more of this man and man's happiness be henceforth the aim to that be devoted wealth untold the lips ceased to move gradually the high excitement of the features passed away and was succeeded by an expression of sadness and love heyday gone gone to a better world mercedes mercedes oh does she love me yet the long-lost idol of my heart the adored angel of my life come 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 as the dreamer spoke he spread wide his arms when his eyes opened and his long slumbering senses returned mercedes his own mercedes was indeed clasped to his breast mercedes mercedes he faintly whispered ah it was no dream for you are indeed beside me and mine mine for ever thine thine for ever was the reply and she clasped his feeble form to her heart as she would have clasped that of a child end of section sixteen